You're listening to the Talk of the Tribe, Watsy Valley Warrior Podcast, brought to you by Little Watsy Communications. Their state-of-the-art fiber network is complete in Fairbank, ready to serve your home or business with the fastest internet in town. Foreign Mutual Telephone Company, serving the area since 1911, Foreign Mutual is a modern, independently owned telephone company providing internet and telephone services to Orin, Iowa, and the surrounding rural area. RTC Communications. They are here to provide high-quality, superior service to you, the customer, by offering great customer service and the services you want and need to work and stay connected with family and friends. This is the Talk of the Tribe podcast, coming to you from the center of your country. Here are your hosts, Zach Favors and Riker Oberly. Welcome in to episode 15 of the Talk of the Tribe podcast. We are here, no Riker Oberly today, as usual. I shouldn't say as usual because he's here most of the time. But um, yeah, we're, we're 15 episodes in. We've got um, a non-sports episode. Um, with uh, the FFA episode that we're going to do a follow-up here soon. National conventions getting closer and closer um, towards the end of the month here. But today, we finally made it happen. We talked about it for weeks and weeks and weeks that we were doing a teacher episode. We're here now. We've got it figured out. And I'm going to talk about the structure here quick. It's basically going to be a three-part episode. So this is part one um, with uh, the teachers here. And you might be thinking, well, where's the part one of the title? Well, basically how it's going to work is I'm going to do three different interviews. You might see Riker at some point during this episode. Hopefully. Maybe. But after that, I'll edit it, merge all the clips together, and then bam. We got a full episode. It'll probably be around 40 to 45 minutes long, hopefully. And um, it's going to be with three different teachers that are here at the Wapsie Valley High School. Now, it's easy for us to do it here at the Wapsie Valley High School because we are students here. I'm a freshman, Rikers in eighth grade, so we walk around the hallways all day. We can't really go to all the, the elementaries and get all the new staff. Plus, that'd probably be like a three-hour-long episode at that point. But today, first part of the teacher episode, I'd like to welcome in our science teacher, correct, here at Washington Valley High School, Mr. Brandon Hell. Yep, perfect. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, so you teach, what classes, we'll just start right away, what classes do you teach here? Yeah, so I do seventh grade science. I do a freshman sophomore biology class, and then I do it's mainly juniors with some seniors and some sophomores in an anatomy class. So I know I'm in your biology class currently. We're talking about Serengeti and conservation, all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So what I'm gonna cut to the chase right away. What is your favorite class to teach out of this group? Well, it depends on the day. <laughs> um, for sure, it depends on the day. Um, for me, I really enjoy. The biology um, that we're talking about right now because we're talking about the Serengeti conservation is animals. I mean, for me, I just love talking about animals. It's a fun subject. Um, anatomy is great because the human body is actually probably my favorite part of science. Um, originally, when I was in college, I was kind of leaning towards physical therapy, and then I switched up to teaching, which I'm really happy with. But um, I loved that just like how the body works, injury prevention, all that sort of stuff. So anatomy is awesome to me. Um, Seventh grade right now is kind of a passion because we're doing stuff about how it's also kind of with the human body right now, this unit. It's about when you eat stuff, it goes through the whole digestive system, how it actually works. And they're learning how the digestive system works. And 
that for me has just always been really fun. I love nutrition. So um, for me, kind of, it's all been pretty good. And hopefully it can just continue from there. Yeah. And uh, before you were here um, last year and probably I can't remember how long she had teached here before, but um, Miss Valerie Pickett um, mm -hmm. was teaching here. Um, she, I believe, went to Denver. Did she give you any tips or pointers before you uh, started? Yeah. So uh, she left behind a lot for me, which has been super, super helpful for me to transition um, just with it being my first year as a teacher being able to have a platform of different resources that I can use, different tips to be able to um, just kind of help transition into this role um, has been really, really helpful. Along with that, the, the other teachers around me, especially within my department, have been awesome. They're, they're pretty relaxed, um, which has been great because um, they've been able to kind of make me feel comfortable. But at the same time, they're clearly on top of it and they're clearly very good at what they do. And every time I go and ask questions, they point me in the right direction right away, which has been absolutely awesome. Yeah, and I know um, we're like a month in, just over mm -hmm. a month. Where I think we're five days past a month in at this point in the school year. So how has the first month been for you? It has been fun. Um, it's been a lot, which has been great. It's one of those, it's one of those roles teaching where it's really all-encompassing. Um, there's a lot of different things that you got to figure out, and you got to handle a lot of different things at the same time between um, creating the lessons, actually planning it out, grading afterwards, behavior issues, just all of that sort of stuff, and keeping up with paperwork at the same time. Um, so it is a lot, but it's been fun to be able to kind of develop my own routines. I'm kind of a pretty scheduled person. I really like having my, this is when I do this, this is when I do that. I really like checklists and checking things off. So for me, it's kind of been a perfect role where I can develop those things, figure out how to do it, and then move on from there. Yeah, and um, with something like that, when you're coming into this sort of new environment, I don't have you teached anywhere before this, or this is kind of your first experience of actually teaching? So this is my first year as a full teacher. Um, last year, I was a student teacher in Rockford, Illinois. Um, so that's where I got my master's, um, was in Rockford, and so I was student teaching there. A very different experience than here. I'm from Iowa originally, so I'm more back home here. This is what I'm used to, which I'm really happy to be back home. Um, but I'm also super happy with my experience at Rockford because that is such a different group of students in, in Rockford, Illinois. Um, but it was great because it just taught me so much about how to connect with people that look and act nothing like me, um, which is just, it, it, was, it was really, really fun to be able to do, but there were a lot of challenges involved with it. And so I loved my students there and um, I'm happy to be back, but I was also really able to enjoy that experience. There. Yeah, and I know with uh, with Rockford being a, a major city, we'll call it a major minor city in Illinois, mm -hmm. and uh, coming to a, a school that's literally in the middle of a cornfield surrounded mm -hmm. by swamps. So um, very different scenarios, very different mm -hmm. environments, and uh, you have basically Breedland, Fairbank elementaries. Orrin was in there in the middle that used to have the junior high until probably around the early 2000s, late 90s. And then all of a sudden it got placed right in the middle of both the towns. So your new environment here, um, how did the how did the summer go for you? Were you here kind of in the summer transitioning or did you just kind of jump in the few weeks before school? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so um, I'm originally from Dubuque, Iowa. So I kind of, this summer, I was bouncing around between Rockford, because I was finishing my degree there and I was finishing up. I was also a soccer coach there, so I was um, finishing that up um, back home in Dubuque. 
And then um, I currently live in the Cedar Falls, Waterloo area. Um, and so I was kind of just spent the whole time slowly transitioning over and getting myself ready. Um, the nice thing is this is pretty much what I'm used to. It's, it's a little bit smaller than Dubuque, yes, but at the same time, it still feels very similar. Yeah. So it was pretty easy to climb. And like every there. everything in Iowa is just a small town type it, feel. I mm -hmm. mean, you go to every town. I mean, it almost feels like we pride ourselves on small town Iowa and yeah. all this. Because that's everything. It's just kind of how Iowa is. It's mm -hmm. everything's, everybody knows everybody. You kind of have a, have a feeling for that small town unless you go to the big cities like Des Moines, Iowa City, or Cedar Rapids, or I guess Sioux City out in western Iowa. But um, I got to ask, do you have a favorite animal? What's your favorite animal? My favorite animal is a hippo. I absolutely love hippos. That's why I really like doing this conservation unit in Africa, because we're definitely going to start talking about <laughs> them a bit. They're just so hilariously large, and they're so much faster and more dangerous than people realize. I absolutely love hippos. Yeah, and I know um, with teaching and stuff, most people, when they think of teaching, it's a teacher, a person standing in front of a classroom, talking about a subject and assigning homework, kind of stuff like that. But most people don't really realize the whole background that a teacher has to go through just to plan out a single day. So what's kind of your routine as a teacher throughout the day? Yeah, so and, and that's been the fun thing for me is developing that routine. Um, especially last year as a student teacher, I started it, which for me, I like to get to school usually sometime probably around 730, um, just so I can kind of start getting going for the day. I have all my lessons planned, but I want to review it again to be like, okay, what exactly am I teaching? How am I going about it? Yep, okay, now I remember, and then I can move on. Um, for me, I get my classes out of the way one through seven right away, so first period through seventh period. I've got eighth period to do all my documentation, all of my remembering what happened, and then I try to give myself notes so that I'm like, this went well, this went poorly, this is how I'm gonna change it next year. Um, try to do that right away, and then start getting going for the next day. So I try to get it done in eighth period as much as possible, and then I stick around the end of the day pretty much until I feel like I've, I've got enough done. And then I head on home. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a process. I see most teachers are here until around that 4.30, 5 o'clock mm -hmm. range. And then they kind of clock out for the day. But um, for me being, and me and Riker being involved more with uh, kind of the producing side of things here. We're in um, our athletic director, Brett Bergman's office a lot. Which is right next to the teacher break room, if you want to call it. And... What we're currently doing this in is the intercom room, which we've said before, which is also right next to the break room. So when we're doing morning announcements and stuff kind of like that, we're surrounded by all these teachers and them printing off papers and all that kind of stuff. And it's kind of a, it's an interesting, um, I don't really know how to put it. It's, it's an interesting kind of feeling when you're sitting here as a, as a student surrounded by all these teachers and kind of that uh, sort of stuff. But how is that transition kind of been for you has it been a smoother process or you've had some bumps in the road yeah it's been a pretty smooth process i'd say um i've definitely tried to avoid printing things the minute before class starts because as much as possible just because a lot of teachers we all kind of go oh wait we need this and i have done it don't get me wrong mm -hmm. but i usually end up having to wait in line because a few of us did so i try to get my stuff printed early if possible but but yeah, I bet it is kind of entertaining for you just getting an almost behind the scenes look at things where a teacher walks into the room, they do their lesson, and they move on. And a lot of students don't realize the before and after stuff that happens. Mm -hmm. So I bet you have gotten to see a lot of the intricacies yeah. involved with uh, the I'll other just, side to it. I'll just be sitting here 
in the intercom room eat my breakfast before I got to do announcements. And every teacher's just running around the halls like, oh, I got to print this. I did. I forgot to print this morning. Oh, oh the printer's mm -hmm. broken. Like it always is. It's, mm -hmm. it's You remembered it for one class and then you forgot it for another or something like oh, that. Yes. So you got to make sure to do it. So. Yeah. And it's, um, it's something. But, uh, we said we do this every episode. I want you to pull out your phone real quick. Mm -hmm. So go to your settings, and I want you to check your screen time from the day before. This is our screen time segment. I'll get Rikers here in a little bit. Probably in the next part of this episode we'll get it. But we'll probably have three different screen times, so you'll get triple mm -hmm. the screen time here. So you got it? Yep. All right, what is it? Yep, my screen time's hilarious because I fall asleep watching stuff on my phone. Oh, no. So six hours, six and a half hours. Oh, that's not have. that bad. Yeah, Dude, you, okay, you got you to gotta see what has happened the last few episodes. We're not going to talk about it, but it was bad. Riker is a criminal when it comes to screen time. Mm -hmm. Mine is uh, five hours and 39 minutes for the day. So gotcha. I, it usually drops when school starts because mm -hmm. I'm not on my phone all the time, but. A lot of a lot of the stuff is um, a lot of it is communicating because I know uh, me, Riker, uh, Blake Boer, and then uh, Brett Bergman. We have like a little group chat where we just communicate about what's happening, when we need to get this up because it may seem easy to do a podcast. It is definitely not. It is one of the harder things that we've done. It's a lot harder than probably doing most of our streams because we can sit there and set this all up, let the camera run for a few hours while we talk, and then it's that. But when you're doing a podcast, it's it's a prep time. It's what mm -hmm. topics you're going to talk about. Because when you're doing a broadcast, it's open. The, the, the picture, the sport, tells you, gives you a, a picture. Mm -hmm. But when you're doing a podcast, you have to sit and fill for 30 minutes if you want to have a decent podcast. And we are... Our episodes average around 28, 29, 30 minutes, but it's something that we do. That's why we have all these segments, because we can't sit here and talk for an hour and actually get something done. I mean, we're just going to sit here and be like, um, 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 and what? Because we just can't fill 30 minutes of talking every single week, because there's not enough to talk about in a single week. And it helps when we can do these teacher episodes or kind of these non-sports episodes because it gives us something off the beaten path to talk about because the basis of the talk of the tribe podcast is a sports podcast that's kind of what this is um that's why we have so many sports episodes if you haven't figured that out already um but we do like to do these non-sport teacher episodes kind of stuff like that but um it's been a pleasure and i'm glad you were able to come on we had some scheduling issues but we got it figured out we made it happen and uh, one part down, two more to go. So you got anything else? No, perfect. I think this was, was great to be a part of, and I'm really excited to hear it on the other end. All righty. So we thank you for watching this part of the Talk to Tread podcast. We'll get to part two in a little bit, probably in like 10 seconds for you guys. But for right now, that's all for us. So uh, we'll see you guys in part number two. Welcome in to episode 15 of the Talk to Tread podcast, part two. We did part one last week. Um, I guess not last week, it was yesterday, um, as of recording. But, uh, yeah, Riker's here now. Hey guys, it's me, Riker, your favorite, uh, podcaster. Yeah, he actually decided to show up today, no, but, uh, he had a game yesterday, like, right after school. So. We won, we, we did great, our No, offenses. no, 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 you lost 48-0. to zero. No. Yes. No, we didn't. Yes. You want me to pull a bound? No, it's all right. I can go through the stats. 
No, it's okay. <laughs> and I don't think we have that kind of time. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so we did uh, episode one yesterday. That was with uh, Mr. Howe. And then um, we're here for part two today. And uh, I will say, out of the three teachers that we're going to bring on, this is probably going to be the easiest of the three interviews because um, she actually coaches um, – She's an assistant coach for Washington Valley Volleyball. It's Miss Payne Parker. Hey. Glad to be on. Thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah, so uh, let's start off right away. What classes do you teach here, Wopsie? So I'm the high school math teacher here, so I have five different classes. I teach one class of seventh graders, and then I have free algebra, algebra one, geometry, and algebra two. Yeah, so I know we talked to Mr. Howe. Have you had any previous teaching experience uh, before you came to Wapsie? So this is my first year of teaching, but I did do a lot of um, student teaching and a lot of subbing last year, so. Yeah. So, um, right, you got anything? Well, you were, she's the, the assistant volleyball coach? Yep, yep. assistant volleyball coach. The awesome yep. shepherd. Mm -hmm. And as you know, on this podcast, we love to talk about volleyball and football and all sports of Wapsie Valley. And me being like the hardcore volleyball, I guess, fan supporter that I am, what would you think, like, when coming into this season as your first year of coaching, like, what were you expecting or thinking? Yeah, so I'm originally from this area. I went to Union High School, so I know a lot about this Ooh. program. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. I get a lot of that in class, but people say, oh, I'm from the Port City, but it's best. But I know a lot about this volleyball program and the history behind it, so I was just excited to be a part of this, and I know they graduated a lot of seniors from last year, so I'm just glad to be a part of that kind of rebuilding process, but also that reloading part, because a lot of people think that we'd be a lot more down this year than we were because we lost that many talented seniors and other people, but we're just reloading and we're just as good this year. Yeah, I think uh, a lot of people thought it was going to be more of a rebuilding process. You guys are more of in just a reloading or kind of a getting ready mm -hmm. for what's, what it's going to be uh, a year or two down the line, because as the way it looks right now, you guys are not out of it. I mean, you're second in the conference, I believe, and uh, you're third? Oh, who's second? Union got first, and then Sumner got second. Oh, that's right. I, for, I keep forgetting Sumner. Yeah. yeah. And plus, Union's 3A, so it's... Yes. it's Union's ranked pretty high in 3A, and Sumner's ranked up there in 2A, so it's pretty Yeah, high. and uh, yeah. It's, it's weird how this conference thing works, because mm -hmm. then you're putting conferences with like three A teams. I, I I really I really feel bad for some of the three A teams in Des Moines that have to go up against like five A mm -hmm. Southeast Polk in their conference. But um I mean I yeah, that's that's just unfair. Yeah, I know we did uh we did the Sumner um game and then mm -hmm. I did the Union game and in both games you guys were you guys were in it from the start. And I think one thing that we did notice is that it, you guys have to start fast because in the summer game, the first set looked really flat. The second set, you guys bounced back really well, but it just wasn't enough. Mm -hmm. And in the Union game, you guys started off really good. Then the second set was flat. The third set was good. The fourth set was flat. Mm -hmm. And then the fifth set was just back and forth. So how are you guys kind of working on that consistency from set to set? Mm -hmm. Yeah, the biggest thing about us is we're just trying to stay consistent throughout those sets because, you, like you said, we kind of start slow and then finish stronger, and it's, sometimes you just don't have enough time like that Sumner match. We kept getting each each set. We got better, and we could have had that fourth set if we pushed it there, but didn't quite work out because we didn't have that much time for that. But I feel like each game, we've kind of gotten a lot better. So at the start, we kind of started off a little rough. But this last weekend, we went to Nevada. We played a lot of good, tough teams there. 
I think we went 4-1, and one, which was good for us because we played a lot of good, tough teams. We played number three um, ranked Des Moines Christian in 3A, and we pushed them to three sets. So we're right there, and I feel like we're getting better each time we're going out, which is good because we want to be peaking at this time of the season. So I feel like that things are going to come our way, and we're going to just keep getting better and more consistent as time gets more. Yeah, and uh, for the people watching, if you don't know how a tournament setup works, it's a best of three, it's not best of five, mm -hmm. um, and then the the guys played at 21, correct? Yeah, they're usually to 21, so they're kind of shorter games. Yeah. So. Zach so, had to figure that one out by himself. Okay. <laughs> no, the union, okay, so the union game, I was sitting up there doing it by myself, mm -hmm. and I'm not a volleyball person whatsoever. I think that was probably the second game I've ever watched. I was watching volleyball. it on the TV, 75% asleep. Still texting Zach because I was that sick. He was texting yeah. me like throughout the night, little <laughs> tips and pointers, because mm -hmm. I just didn't know what I was talking mm -hmm. about. And we get to the fourth set, and I'm like, all right, this will be the fifth set. It'll be good. We get halfway through. It's right. like 12 to 13, and then Union scored us 14 to 12, and they're all chanting game point. I'm like, because you're only at 14. Like, <laughs> You still got like ten more yeah. points to go, and then I was like, "Oh wait, only goes to 15? Whoa! Yeah. So it's three to five, and then if you go to the fifth set, that game's to fifteen. So yeah, I, yeah, no idea, no idea. One thing that I give you guys so much credit about is that we're we can be like a flashy team. Everyone wants to be like you, but we also like so much about those fundamentals that it's like. Uh, bump set spike like every time that you can get that one two three punch it's just awesome the crowd goes crazy and like all the time uh, the crowd can be as we've heard a big factor in all sports yeah something that I think Wapsie prides itself on especially for basketball volleyball wrestling the stuff that happens in the gym is that it gets loud mm -hmm. and especially a lot of people really care about volleyball here that's good because it's really hard to show up here and win. Mm -hmm. um, and you brought in two of the best teams in your conference, the first team in the conference and the second team in the conference, Union and Sumner. And you pushed Union to five, who's ranked, mm -hmm. at that time, you they were ranked fifth in Class 3A. Mm -hmm. And even though Sumner, you guys did lose in three, I mean, they had someone who's going to go to UNI. So right. mm -hmm. it, you got to look at it that way, too. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, how do you guys kind of feed off that energy? Yeah, and that was one of the big things that we focused on this weekend is bringing that energy because when we supply that energy on our court, that just makes the game so much more fun. And when you're on the other side of the court seeing that, that kind of defeats you because you said, oh, wow, they just want a point. They're hyped up. Like, they want it that much more. So that's what we try to do. And when the crowd brings that energy, that's just that much more fun to play, you know, because we feed off of that as coaches and so do the players. So that's just, you know, kind of helps us. And what we're trying to do moving forward is just bring that energy to kind of help us out the games. Every single time that I see Avery Jones lining up uh, a set mm -hmm. and you can see our one-two Taylor punch, uh, Taylor Snyder and Taylor Boer just cock back their arm, uh, right arm or left arm and slam the ball into the ground. It's just, it got me on standing up on the, on the edge of my seat every single time. You can see the fear in the eyes. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's crazy. But, uh, it scares me. Like, I was like, if I, if I'm that and I'm trying to like dig the ball, I'm not doing that. I'm getting out of the way. Yeah. I think, uh, Getting back into the teaching realm here, it's been about a month. We're a little bit over a month, uh, exactly. That's crazy. Six days. Been in school for a month already? Six days crazy. past one month in school. So how's the first month been? It's gone pretty good. You know, I really feel like I'm starting to fit in. A lot of good teachers have welcomed me and 
and used to all my classes, getting that structured routine down, but I think it's going pretty good for, for the first month. So. Speaking of routines, uh, I asked Mr. How this, what is your kind of daily routine as a, as a teacher? Yeah, so mine kind of looks differently. I'm really busy right now with volleyball, you know, so my days are pretty long, but get here about 7.30 in the morning, get prepared for the day, go through all my classes, then I got about an hour after school, kind of get ready for the next day into volleyball practice, and then... Go home after that. So, um, with volleyball, I talked. I asked Austin Shepard this, and uh, you guys. He said they, you guys, value communication not just between players but also as coaches. Mm -hmm. So, what's kind of a a coaches meeting for you guys? Like, what do you guys kind of discuss after a practice? Mm -hmm. We just kind of you know evaluate how the team did, how certain players did, and how we can always improve. We're always looking either as a practice or as a game how we can improve on every aspect of our game, even us coaches, how we can improve and better better our coaching styles to kind of fit our players, you know, because not every player is going to be coached the same way. So we're just kind of talking about that. And also, you know, all three of us have a lot of volleyball experience. So just trying to bring that out and because each three of us have different experiences, different things that we've been through, and just kind of seeing how that can kind of help fit our players and, you know, talk about things like that. I mean, you said that you were from Laporte City, such mm -hmm. Union. I assume you played volleyball? I did, yes. I don't want to ask this, but I really do. Did you win anything, like state titles? Did you win any? Oh, my. That is not what I meant. I meant, like, state titles and everything. Okay. Like, so, exciting stuff. Yeah, so um, in my high school career, I went to state three times for volleyball. My freshman year, we made the semifinals. My sophomore year, we made it to quarterfinals. My junior year, we got beat out. And then my senior year, um, that was our best year for sure because we had all those seniors. You know, we've been there since we were freshmen. We ended up getting state runner-ups my senior year. <sighs> oh, uh, so volleyball Hartford. state runner-ups. Yeah, we know what that year. feels yeah. like. <sighs> yeah, it was the one year. So Union's always been 3A. It was the one year Dyke New Hartford moved up to 3A because we had to play them. But Boom. what makes it that much worse is that we beat Dyke New Hartford in the conference championship. No! We the conference for the first time ever. First no. time ever beating Dyke. And then awesome. we played them. Finals. Yeah, no. that was pretty rough, but honestly, just getting to that point, that state championship match was, you know, good enough, yeah. but, you know. I think for us, we've had our fair experiences mm -hmm. with Dyke. Yeah, they're always up there, they're always tough, so. Riker, for sure. Okay, <laughs> that's, that's too hey, far. at least I've won twice, so. Zach, we're talking about volleyball here. Is it, right. Yeah, Riker's had his experiences. He might have just lost 48-0 to zero against them, but he's had a few experiences with them. It's not my fault when they have, like, eight Shaquille O'Neal's on the it's defensive still line. It's a subject, I can tell. Yeah. It happened yesterday. He's still trying to get still over, not over it. it. <laughs> he's just... He's... No, but, um... Um, how's it kind of been like that transition be, uh, to kind of move into instead of being a student teacher to being a full-time teacher. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's kind of a little different in a way, but at the same time, I really like that student teaching experience because it kind of gave you, like, a glimpse into what teaching would look like. But now it's kind of, you're doing a lot more, you're on your own, you know, you don't have that um, co-op teacher next to you kind of doing, helping you out, you're kind of more on your own, and it's kind of longer days that way. So, um... We're getting into it. Some segments here. What do you got? You got oh, you want, you want, there I'm we go. This. Oh, this is going to be fun. 
Miss Miss Parker, I don't know if you've ever have you ever listened to one of these podcasts. I've listened to a couple. Yes. There we go. That's there we go. There we go. You told me I had to after one of them. Shepherd. You listened to the Shepherd one. You told me to. So I, I did. Of course I did. So we have this segment that okay. is. Oh, she doesn't know because I didn't do it with Shepard. Oh, no. But So we have this segment where we'd like to expose our guests, and apparently me, because I'm not very good at it, but okay. it's called Screen Time. Okay. And you have to pull out your phone. Okay. And go, to go on to your Screen Time. Yeah. Yesterday's Screen Time, that way you get a full day. There's really good ones and really bad ones. I think, like, Peyton Curly had, like, two hours, and I had, like, 12 hours. The record is 13 okay. hours and 48 minutes, I believe. Set by wow. set by yours truly. No, Riker held the record for, like, four weeks, five weeks. And then I set the record, unfortunately. So, never where you want to be, but usually I win these. Riker doesn't usually win these at all, but... As they're struggling to figure out how to look at their screen time. <sighs> We're figuring this out. Oh, we right. How much your teachers are on your phones? Okay. You guys don't know how to do screen time. When have I been on my phone? Never. Yes, you have. When? When we're, when we're actually doing work. I'm never on my phone during class. It's literally... When? You are such a liar. When? When? We, you did it yesterday. Awkward. What? What were we doing? We were doing pr practice problems. I was sitting at my desk. You were sitting over at your little stand there in the front corner of the classroom. I in my bag. It's not up there. No, it, it's a calculator. I saw it. It's a calculator. It was in my bag. Well, Practically well, a like, phone for you. We'll agree to disagree here. Zach, I think I beat you today. Okay, what do you got, Riker? You say it first. Five hours and 48 minutes. Four hours, 15. No! I did it. I won. No! Oh, yeah. No! I had to get up. I had to get up. Oh, that was exciting. That's no! the first time I've ever beat you. Really? Yep. No, you mind that down. Run yeah. down. You beat me when I set the record. Okay, that was just inappropriately bad. Like, that That should not even count because you had, like, 23 hours and 58 minutes. No, I had minutes. 13 hours. It's just so sad. Whatever. Miss Parker, you wanna I've go? I've had three hours and four oh, minutes yesterday. It's a Getting loss. Getting one up here. It's a loss for us. I can't believe that you actually beat me, huh? What? Okay, okay but he had a game yesterday. I'm about to take this on the chin. I also got a new phone, so maybe that applies maybe. something. I can't. I can't deal with this. I'm gonna have to beat you next week. Whoa. <laughs> no, but, uh, Whoa. you got any, uh, actually, I got one more question. We asked this to Mr. Howe, what's your favorite animal? Very deliberate. Gotta go the basic answer of the dog. Yes! Yes, a man's best friend. Earlier in the episode, how did it feel coming off that runner-up loss? Now, what's your favorite animal? <laughs> how oh how this podcast evolved? We evolve every episode. Yeah. It's perfect. Yeah. You got anything else? Um, not really. <laughs> Just keep supporting that volleyball <laughs> team as we, you know, hopefully make our way to the state tournament. Regionals should be coming out pretty soon here, so wrapping up that season. We're going to have to get Shepard on again. Yeah. We got to get a, a pre-postseason. I got to get Foster on, too. I got to get him back. He didn't want to do it the first time. Oh, really? <laughs> then I got him on. He's like, he's like better than us, so it's like. Yeah, yeah. That was so hilarious. 
Uh, but uh, we thank you for listening to part two of uh, this trifecta of teachers. That's a big word. Trifecta is like eight letters. Really? Yes. Oh, I can't spell a letter or anything. Actually. Yeah, it's eight. Mm-hmm. Eight? Yeah. Uh, Dang. Gosh, you need to pay attention in English. That's what you need to do. No, I have a good grade in English this year. <laughs> no, but uh, we thank you for listening to part two of episode 15. Part three will be coming up for you in like 10 seconds, but for us it'll probably be another, probably be another few days. But uh, we thank you for listening, and uh, yeah, see you guys in part three. Alrighty, welcome back into episode 15, part 3. We're here, and uh, what do you know, Riker's not here today. He has an appointment in Waterloo, I believe. So, here we go. I'm up to myself again. Uh, we This was probably one of the tougher ones to schedule, I'll say. Mr. Howes was easiest, mainly because he has like 8 hours off every day, so we just get it done, bang, ship him out. He's out before school's even out. So, it was pretty easy to get that one done. Miss Parker's was a little bit harder. She's got volleyball practice all the time and volleyball, so that one was a little bit tougher, and then this one was by far probably the hardest to schedule. No offense, but caps all the time, you know, and that's a little hint there, but uh, yeah, our special guest today, uh, Mr. Cusick, so welcome. Thank you very much, Zach. <laughs> so you are, obviously we've done this, new teachers here, mm-hmm. so you're one of the, the three new teachers here. What do you teach? Well, this semester I teach everything from intro to business, financial literacy, uh, careers. I do a little bit with the junior high as well, uh, accounting, marketing. And then I have the, like you already mentioned, uh, kind of a block that's set up for CAPS overall. So wide range of different things from business, computer technology as well, and just <laughs> kind of wide range of things wide range overall of things, yeah. yes yes so uh i know a lot of people that hear about the caps program mm-hmm. uh so what uh what is caps yeah caps uh center for advanced professional studies but to break that down a little bit more a lot of different opportunities for students and we call them associates when they're there with us and we have our host site over at grumpy's and basically coming in each and every day and we do a variety of different things to start off our day but a lot of what we're getting into right now is different groups that are working on projects, um, collaborating with businesses and, and individuals. Uh, anything from right now, we have a group that's working on a website, some overall logo and design for kind of this new organization that's coming up. And then we have another group that's working with our Reedland Library, looking to get different programs and projects and stuff completed there. So looking to get in doing some different things in the community and then as well, uh, what we're really going to focus on the last couple of months is really that career exploration piece where they get to do job shadows, tours, site visits, all this kind of stuff. So really the biggest thing that we focus on within CAPS is preparing all of the students, all of our, our associates for what their purpose is in life and trying to figure some things out uh, for them so they're best prepared and really working on some durable skills, professionalism uh, in the workplace and bringing in you know, a lot of good good overall energy within our group, get them outside the classroom and, and really doing some great things there. Yeah, so I know we talked about this with Mr. Howe and Ms. Parker. So what if do you have a, like a daily routine that you go through from when you get here to where you like clock out for the day? Mine's usually like it starts with probably seven o'clock in the morning after I leave home. Usually the routine is dropping off our, our daughter at daycare. And then I'm coming in here around you know, usually 7.15, 7.20, sometime around there, sometimes late at 7.30. But 
usually that's my morning routine is like getting in, trying to get everything organized for the day, going like first period all the way through fifth. I got to be organized with everything because I just been in teaching long enough. This is year 12 for me, just figuring out that first year where I was felt like I was so unorganized with stuff and then one day to the next just trying to get everything organized and prepared. I know I'm going to have some hiccups here and there, but just doing all of that prep work ahead of time so I don't have to worry about it during the day. Just feel like everything flows so much easier. And then by the time 8.15 rolls around, I'm raring to go and <laughs> getting everything started for the day. So Yeah, and I know for the three teachers that are new to here, you probably have the most experience. Because I think Mr. Howe has not taught anywhere before. He shouldn't taught Illinois. Mm -hmm. And then Miss Parker student taught at Union High School. So I, I believe it was Union. It was either that or Jessup, but she had not previously taught either. You said you'd been teaching for your, your 11 years before you came here, correct? Yeah. So I taught uh, three years previously at uh, Anamosa, starting back in, in 2012, and then uh, taught for the last eight years over at Dunkerton. So pretty familiar with that <laughs> with that Wapsie Valley kind of, you know, some of those rivalries and stuff like that. But yeah, the, now this being my first year over at Wapsie Valley. Yeah, and I know we talked about it before. You're a little bit into the, the sports world, versus in the sports world. And that helps us a lot because Riker and I, half of our lives is just sports. So that's really all we kind of can talk about. So I, you talked to me, you coached some sports in the past. You, what do, you, do you follow any sports? Like kind of what, what are you into for sports? Oh, yeah. Well, like we had talked about, I guess, a little bit before this, my very first coaching experience kind of thrown into the fire with uh, doing junior high girls volleyball. On my very first year in coaching, like 27 uh, seventh graders all by myself. We had an eighth grade coach that had about that many as well. And just kind of learn as you go, learn the whole coaching side. And I played sports all throughout high school between football, basketball, ran track uh, for years, did golf one year, did baseball for a couple of years. But just all kind of immersed in that knew that, that was something that I definitely wanted to do with the teaching side. And after doing volleyball for the one year, then got into football, coaching at kind of the high school level and high school for boys basketball as well. And then with Dunkerton was about six, seven years between girls basketball, junior high and, and football, junior high. And just overall enjoyed the aspects of coaching, getting to know the kids more like outside of the classroom, um, you know, doing some really great things and helping them really build. You know, team building aspect, but also some great skills along the way. Yeah, and I know uh, something that we kind of take for granted as students is how much you guys are really going through throughout the day because you got eight classes or seven, I guess, because you guys have a prep period. So, yep. and for us, we go through eight classes a day, and it's it is a lot. And it's for us, I mean, there's like for some reason, I don't know why this is structured this way because it doesn't make any sense to me. You go about three weeks, give or take a week or two, with nothing. Worksheets, you know, little assignments, nothing too major. And then you just have one week where every class you have is a test. <laughs> and it's like, why? Like, can we just stagger this out just a little bit? Because, like, I know this is the week where everybody got tests. I had a biology test today and an algebra test today. I have a English assignment due, like, in two days. I have ag test in like two days. It's like everything's a test now. And I'm like, why? This is not, no, no, uh-uh. These are some of the discussions <laughs> that we have, and I'm joking about this, but some people probably think that we just sit 
like end of the day, like, okay, when, when does everybody want to do a test or when do we want to do this? Just like make things so much more difficult. No, no, we don't. Want to do that. <laughs> but it's one of those things too, that you see just kind of depending on the week and on the day with conferences and everything coming up next week. And I know some probably trying to plan around with that, but in a lot of my classes, I don't do so much with tests. We do more like project based things, more like hands-on and, uh, that's the one thing that I really enjoy about CAPS as well is because it's so immersed in, in the business world and all the different aspects of the professionalism side. And for my class, like careers, we just had some, a lot of really good presentations overall with groups from freshmen all the way up through senior, highlighting some different things that they were interested in and doing the research and identifying what's going to be their, their next steps after they graduate and what they want to go on to do. Um, like intro to business, we do some different projects that are tied into like the biggest thing that we have coming up is developing their own food truck. So really getting into the ins and outs of like, you know, running your own business and doing some things with that. And, and so many different things that I try to tie in that have like real world applications. Yeah. Into. And that's, that's helpful because for people like us or people like me, I should say that are currently in high school, play high school sports, like basketball, wrestling, baseball, football. The goal is to go pro. I mean, that's everybody's, that's every five-year-old's dream. Mm -hmm. They see a guy like Justin Jefferson and want to be a receiver, all right? You see a guy like Patrick Mahomes, you want to be a quarterback. For me, you see a guy like J.C. Kelsey, you want to be a center. You know, that's just – I'm going to throw it out there. That's what I am, center at heart. Yeah. But um, that doesn't happen. I think the statistic is like less than 2% of people or kids in the world actually grow up to be professional sports players. Oh, yeah. And it's even less to get to the college level because mm -hmm. – college is almost harder to get to because because when you are in a small town like Cleveland, Iowa or Fairbank, you go to a small school like Wapsie, it is really hard to get recognized unless your school is very established. And yeah, we do have five state titles, but we haven't won one since 2012 was our last state title win. And even though we are a majorly established A school, that's nothing like what Southeast Polk is. I mean, they're known around the state, but for people that don't get to that point in their careers or life, it's very good to have a backup plan. And that's mm -hmm. kind of what you do, right? I mean, it's kind of like you kind of provide the, the tips and research to know how to create a backup plan, correct? Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, just thinking back to when I was growing up, we had you know, Robert Gallery graduated from my high school at East Buchanan and how he went on to play in the pros. But just thinking about the professional side of things, that's a short chunk of what you have you know some if you're able longevity wise to go eight nine ten plus years yeah you might be done still before you hit 40 and then what do you want to do essentially after that and looking at some of the professional athletes some of them starting their own businesses some of them getting into investing and some that i've seen you know there's uh, 30 for 30 that's out there that shows such a huge statistic it's over 50 percent of professional athletes uh, different areas and I think like football and, and baseball are some of the higher ones that when you are done playing professional sports within like a five to ten year span so many of them that are going broke and just being able to like manage your money for something like financial literacy understanding some of those things and you know having the right tools and the right knowledge behind that regardless of what you do now as a teacher, I knew that I wasn't going to be getting the millions upon millions of dollars, and that's what, what I'm not necessarily interested in. And it was all about, for me, managing my money well and, and saving and not going out and spending. Because you see professional athletes, some of them that have the money, they're going to go out and spend on a 
a nice new car, a mansion, and all these different things, the materialistic kind of things. And uh, there are some, I've seen some great um, documentaries and stuff. Some of them are still driving around in the vehicle that they had from college just because they're not into those. So it's, it's really cool to see some of that stuff. But yeah, I, I don't discourage getting back to it. Um, those that think that they want to take that next step after high school, but just understand that it is a very small percentage. You really have to work harder than anybody else. And if you're doing the right things, I mean, there's people that have gone, you know, Brooks McCowan going to UNI and some of those other people, like if you're good enough, you're going to be found. And yes, you might go D2, D3, whatever it is, but I mean, you still might have yeah, those it's opportunities. Still, there's still a chance. Yeah. yeah. So if you're a fan of our podcast, you should know what time it is. And that is screen time time. So you want to pull out your phone. Okay. I don't have mine on me currently. It's sitting in Berg's office. Uh, right now but i'm gonna guess what it is it's probably around that four and a half hour five hour mark mm-hmm. that's usually like what a school day average is for me because for some classes we use our phones a lot um because you play cahoots and stuff like that but oh, for sure. yeah and i mean you're obviously looking at your phone throughout the day so see what you got there there is a record we don't need to say what that record is but it is held by me for some reason it was Riker for like five weeks and then i just i shattered it <laughs> Let's see, where am I sitting here today? I'm at two hours and 23 minutes. You want to get yesterday so you get a full day? The weekends, it gets a, gets a lot bigger. A little spike on the weekends. Okay, so Thursday I was at almost five hours. That's not bad. Yeah. And I, I do a little bit more too, so... Between like listening to podcasts, yeah. um, I just actually completed a, a half marathon a few weeks ago, and I would log, you know, a few hours just like listening to music and stuff like that. So sometimes, and yes, I'm on my phone at night and like just scrolling through different things, social media wise and and sports wise. I follow, you know, Iowa Hawkeyes, Minnesota Vikings. Yes, so I'm always oh, bike. Really? Yes. Oh it's my been... god! <laughs> I can't do this anymore. <laughs> No, no. Okay, so, Riker, so I read a lot of stuff on that side, and Riker and I are Seahawks fans. Oh, yep. Yeah, kick it back to the wild card. You know, do you I, remember that? It was like negative eighteen. I was at that game actually. My cousin Scott and I, we got Whoa. tickets kind of last minute. He is like, "Hey, do you want to go?" And they were only like sixty bucks. We were sitting about six rows up. We drove up there that morning. And thankfully, yeah, we didn't end up staying or anything. I think we probably would have stayed and, and hung out a little bit more and maybe celebrated the win if they would have gotten the win. But that was one of the longest drives back from that football oh, game because no. we were on the opposite side of where the field goal was attempted. Uh, yeah, just a really rough one. And we could just hear it from the crowd. So many people that were saying, oh, I bet he misses this kick. And even Viking fans that just... <laughs> There's been enough disappointment (laughs) with that, and even hearing back, so my my aunt as well, I have some cousins, aunt and uncles that watch and and are fans of the Vikings, and she even said the same thing, like, yep, I bet he missed it, wouldn't you know it? It's it's just what you live with. For us, I think it's like whenever I see us inside the five, I'm like, all right, I'm expecting slant here, let's go. (laughs) Malcolm Butler, just snatch it. I'm like, oh, I I still, I can't get that out of my head. It's it's there, and for the rest of eternity, which would bug me. 
till my last breath. But you know, it's whatever. You gotta live with it. Well, I got Geno Smith on my fantasy team. Yes, and he does have. You know, I had Kenneth he's Walker last weeks. year. He's got his weeks. Yep, yep. He's just you gotta keep you gotta, consistent for yes. me. That's what I'm hoping. The consistency. <laughs> just you gotta stay middle of the pack. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Alrighty, so I believe that's all. You got anything else? No, I just want to say thanks again for having me on. I really appreciate it. And once again, a huge shout out between the staff, the administration students here at Wapsie Valley, this being my first year. The nerves were kind of high initially <laughs> coming in, not really knowing a lot of students and stuff. So I get I get nervous not knowing a lot of people and just trying to build those those connections, those relationships right Bet away. that first and, day was <laughs> Yeah, and just trying to get everything organized with early outs and all this stuff to schedule around and meetings and all that kind of stuff. But but it's been great. It's been a great you know first few months here and been a great start to the year. So I'm. I will say really you just it. got back from Caps, and I had everything set up. For about 10 minutes before you showed up and I'm walking around the school and i'm like God, where is he so i walked to your room doors locked hmm okay did he just forget that we were supposed to do this because you told me yesterday yes so i'm walking out the building you're like see you tomorrow <laughs> and i'm like all right sounds good i walk into miss cusick's room she goes yeah i know he's on his way just chill I'm like, all right sounds good <laughs> she yep. is she is very excited to listen to this when, when it gets done yeah we'll done. see and hopefully I didn't embarrass her too much. She just said, I'm sure you guys will get off topic talking to so much sports. So, yes, we did do a little bit of that, but it's all good. Yeah, we can't <laughs> talk about business forever, all right, Ms. Cusick? Yep. Hey, and there is such a business with sports, like a multi-billion dollar industry. So, there we go. So, yes, we tied it back in. It's all business. All right. <laughs> we thank you for listening to Episode 15 of Talk to Drive Podcast. We probably will have a two-week kind of a double recap in the next episode, episode 16, because I don't think we're going to get that done today. But you know what? You never know. So we thank you for listening to episode 15 of the Talk Tribe Podcast. And as always, go Warriors.